everybody. Eve Harrow, Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. It is the start of a new Jewish month, and hopefully good things will happen. It's the month of Kislev, the month of, wait for it, massive military victory by the Hasmoneans a little over 2,000 years ago. Wouldn't mind replaying that one. But on the other calendar, it is November, the end of November 13th, 2023. And I finally, finally, finally am so excited to have as my guest, Professor Dr. Zev Magain of Varilan University. During my graduation ceremony from there a couple of years ago, uh, master's in the Land of Israel and Archaeology Department, I saw a group of students, there were a lot of faculties graduating at the same time, and I saw a group of students who were just so animated, very eclectic, and clearly very respectful, but but in a like a uh, camaraderie way with the with their teacher. And it was it was Zev Magain, and I looked at him and I thought, Wow, this is this is a real educator. I mean, this is somebody that you could see has really inspired and and gotten a lot of thoughts and not just said regular education among his students. And then I heard him on a podcast, although I'm not going to say whose podcast it was, because since then I'm quite annoyed with the person whose podcast it was, because he twice sent letters out to the New York Times uh, saying how Israel was heading into a non-democratic situation. That was obviously before the war. So I'm going to skip that. However, I did listen to the podcast and the podcast also was Ev McGann, obviously, as the guest, was the Jews aren't tough enough that when people come out and there's demonstrations and they rip Israeli flags, we kind of wimp out and uh, and that we need to be strong. So all of that put together made me chase this poor man for months. And so here he is, um, Professor McGinn, who has an incredible CV. You're going to have to look it up yourself. But what really stands out for me is how many languages he speaks. Um, Arabic, Persian, Russian, English, Hebrew, and Yiddish. And he, of course, is the chair and of the uh, Middle East Studies, of the department of Middle East Studies at Bar-Ilan University and Professor of Arabic and Islamic History. So uh, because Israelis are very not pretentious, I'll call you Zev, and thank you so much for joining me here finally on Rejuvenation. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, very highly undeserved uh, accolades at the outset. Uh, the, the most challenging um, aspect of my existence is being a father. Uh, and Middle East's problems uh, kind of pale to insignificance in comparison. I think it's probably true of a lot of us. I'll go with that uh, one, yeah. Although recently, kind of as a coalescence of the two issues, we're all thinking about how to keep our children safe, both in Israel and I would imagine around the world. We are. So let me let's jump right into it. Obviously, we're in, like now in week six, I believe, of the war against Hamas after the atrocities of October 7th. Um, so let's just jump right. Were you surprised by the events of October 7th? Was I surprised? Mm-hmm. Um, well, as a historian, I always preach to my students that, um, you know, the current situation and the lay of the land at present can change at any moment. And the kind of inertia that we all find ourselves in on a regular basis, we all tend to assume that what currently is, is what will be uh, for the foreseeable. I think I'm as guilty as anyone else. uh, And that's despite being a historian, seeing um, states and political entities and organizations rise and fall uh, seeing all types of cataclysms and unexpected disasters and whatnot. And nevertheless, you are lulled into a sense of, well, you know, nothing. 
that crazy could possibly happen. Uh, people around us aren't that nuts. They're not that evil. They, uh, you know, they won't come in and slaughter civilians in their houses. I mean, worst they, they might do is shoot a few rockets at us. Um, so it turns out that uh, horror mm-hmm. movies are are real, and uh, you know, the the forty five minute um, uh, reel R E E L that they have been showing to various. Uh, correspondents and editors and uh, uh, political uh, leaders and whatnot of the actual horrors that took place on that day that Hamas operatives were proud enough, just like the Nazis, to record, um, you know, shows us things that we we couldn't invent if we were the devil himself. And uh, I have never seen a horror movie that came close. Um, one of the things that we're hearing from the people who survived is the joy with which the Hamas barbarians, what they took in, in what they were doing, which I don't know if we even have that when compared to the Nazis. You know, they were doing this with glee. They were just enjoying every minute. So it seems to be even worse than anything that we could have prepared for. But as someone who's an expert in Iran, who speaks the languages fluently, um, you didn't have, I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, because I think even into week six, I, I wake up every morning thinking, oh, well, that was a nightmare. I'm glad I'm up, yeah. except that it's a, it's a, it's a living nightmare that we're and we're all in it together. And it's, yeah. it's taken, it's like living in suspended animation right now. That's how I keep feeling like that any second, so everything, everything can change because it, it already has. And now there's this, what's going to happen in Lebanon? How, where's it going to go? Do, do I know any names in the morning of the soldiers that were killed the day before? Which unfortunately, yesterday I very much did. Um, right. And and we're all we're all living this. And as you said, trying to protect our children. So given that this has happened and that we're we're not all having the same nightmare, we're all actually living in the same reality. Um, do you do you think that we're going in the right direction with what we're doing here with with you know how we're going after them in Gaza, despite what looks like international opinion that originally started out okay and now as we anticipated is you know lessening in its um in its support of jews actually defending themselves well as far as international opinion is concerned uh, i've had a bit of a of an epiphany uh i like everyone else here has been pretty darn depressed uh to put it mildly over the last uh weeks and you know one of the things that puts an optimistic sheen uh on everything is the mobilization and the unity and some of the incredible feats performed by israeli society uh you know backing up the israeli military uh helping the the people who have suffered the most but Another thing that I experienced, and it, it turned around my whole attitude toward um, uh, the way we uh, sell ourselves and our current project to the world, 
uh, is I, I was, you know, watching one of the Arabic television stations. And yes, they inflate the numbers by, you know, sevenfold and they completely uh, ignore, they don't even mention the fact that this whole uh, series of events was triggered by a massacre of 1,400 innocent people. Uh, so all of that is true, but they do uh, an excellent job with music in the background. You got this really sad soundtrack, and they show how we just blew the entire uh, Gazan, uh, uh, you know, landscape to smithereens. Uh, and there are scenes of uh, people running with children, and uh, buildings falling down, and and what have you. Ambulance driver crying and. What I've tried to do over the, you know, in the, in the earlier weeks as well, say to the world whenever I had the opportunity on, you know, some kind of television station or radio station or in a uh, a video I had made or something is a well, they're lying. Um, you know, uh, we've done everything in our power despite how they victimized us, despite the carnage. We've done everything in our power to. Spare the civilians, even though the civilians are Hamas and Hamas are the civilians and they're all walking, working together. That's what they say. After I saw that medley of so-called horrors that are taking place there, I really just perked up and and looked at it differently. And I've been kind of talking about it this way over the last week. You know what we need to say to the world? We need to say to the world that when 6 million Jews were killed 70 years ago, there was almost nothing we could do. Right. We did pretty much nothing. We had a few rallies in, in New York, in Washington, um, you know, sent a few letters to Congress. Uh, wasn't very much we could do. In 2023, when you massacre 1,400 innocent Jews, this is what happens to you and own it own the 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 destruction own the fact that they cannot find bread and water even though that's Different exaggerated topic. as well own it and say this is what happens to you and let us tell you something because i think this is what the world respects ultimately and you need to couch it with pride next time you come in and try something like this, it's going to be 70-fold as bad. And I don't think we should be apologizing or even, even trying to excuse or or even mitigate uh, what's happening in Gaza. Gaza's getting pulverized, and it should be getting pulverized even worse than it's getting now. And nobody, nobody had any pity on our civilians, not the Palestinians themselves not the supporters of the Palestinians in the Arab world, in the Muslim world, or worldwide in the West. None of them had any pity on our civilians. So I see no reason why we should uh, be having any pity. We we have to destroy this organization. If we got to go through civilians to do it, then we're going to do so. So I completely agree with you, and I've been saying this for weeks also. The difference today is that we are warriors. And you cannot mess with the Jews anymore and not pay a huge price for it. But as we're seeing around the world, and you have written extensively about this, about anti-Semitism. So it turns out that Jews trying to defend themselves in our homeland 
uh, causes people to go crazy in London and in Miami and all over the place because this isn't an Israel issue. This has now become a Jewish issue. Well, it's not something new. I was at Columbia University all those years back, and I remember the robots that we were up against. Um, the the postmodern, uh, postcolonialist, uh, you know, left in Western countries. Uh, uh, we're talking about people who really have had their minds and hearts turned off by a cult-like ideology that uh, there's just no point in even trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 they need to be simply defeated and undermined and uh, and those that they are supporting need to be defeated and undermined uh, you come to the point where you realize that there's 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 no convincing no. left to be done there there are people uh, throughout the country who are ignorant and who are kind of on the on the border between the two ways of looking at things and yeah we need to try to 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 show up these you know mindless heartless zombies for who they are and i'm not saying that on the right there aren't some uh you know mindless heartless zombies are but when it comes to when it comes to you know it's it's an amazing thing you 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 see the the herd like mentality um in in the latest kind of battle inside israel between right and left over judicial reform i i noticed something that i hadn't seen in the past which was that um yeah sure you've got people voicing a kind of gestalt gleichschaltung same you know, one voice uh, outlook on both sides, but there were a, there was a great deal more variety on the right wing, and the left wing spoke in one voice in yeah. slogans, mantras, uh, yeah. and mantras. Uh, really, I mean, super ultra orthodox uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to the point that it's just it's it's worthless. It's like when I used to I used to be a um, I used to take young people out of cults. Many men deal with a deep programmer way back in the day. Really? Wow. And, yeah. That's going to be another and, podcast when this is over. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something. We had more success with people in Sun Young Moon's organization, if you recall. Yes. Uh, or, you know, Jonestown. Light Mission or whatever it was. And we, you know, we had more success with them than one could ever possibly have. Um, with with this herd of of uh, you know, wokeness. Uh, yeah, wow. it's it's, it's fascinating. Very, very sad. It's okay. a very sad. I think that's another book for you when you when you have a minute. But your expertise really is in the Islamic and in the Muslim world. So obviously, the fact that you speak their languages, which I really wish that I did, I would assume that you have friends, acquaintances, colleagues, definitely students who are Muslim, who are Arab. I find myself, speaking for myself, being wary now, okay, feeling like um, I'm not going to, the Hebrew expression is, like give credit where credit is due anymore. It's like the onus is on you to prove to me that you don't agree with what Hamas did, that in your heart of hearts, you don't also want to slaughter all the Jews. So as somebody who is very much immersed in that world, 
where do you go with this? Uh, I, I, I unfortunately agree with you. Uh, and I've felt this way for years long before any of this happened. Whether we're talking about Israeli Arabs who, you know, the, the, the Israel doesn't want to go up against the entire Muslim world plus China, Russia, and Western progressives. Um, Even mighty little Israel might see that might be a little bit too much of a challenge. So we, we, maybe it's a bit of wishful, wishful thinking, but we, we keep on telling ourselves that most of the Muslim world um, kind of eschews this type of barbarity um, and that Israeli Arabs uh, are still loyal to the Jewish state. Um, I think that both of those assessments need to be reassessed. And that doesn't mean that we should, you know, at this moment, uh, just get up and assume that everyone in the Muslim world and, uh, is, is against us uh, and that uh, Israeli Arabs, uh, you know, can't be trusted as far as they can be thrown. But we do need to be very wary. Uh, there, wow. there is absolutely no question that there is a sense of identification and a sense of, uh, in amongst some even glee, um, that they are barely disguising uh, at, at what has happened here. Uh, and it, uh, we, we, we certainly need to take it into account. Um, w- would you make a distinction between the Gulf states? Some of whom, if they haven't come out for Israel, are definitely like Saudi Arabia, for example, kind of definitely it, it may be sitting on the fence, but certainly not raw rye, as opposed to some of the more virulently jihadist, you know, Iran, let's say, and its its sphere of influence, Yemen and Hezbollah and all of that. Do you make a distinction there or not really? Yeah, no, for sure. There's a distinction between the uh what are known as the resistance front nations which are basically those in the orbit of iran um the the muqawama the you know uprising or the resistance nations although their populations as well aren't all supportive of the kinds of things that hamas did and i think in the end it really comes down to um, whether we are victorious and whether we are, uh, you know, in, whether we insist upon absolutely destroying every last vestige of Hamas, even though that in and of itself is problematic. It, right. It, because, it, not, not because, well, it's problematic because in order to do so, we sacrifice some of our most wonderful uh, beloved young men um, who are fathers and who are teachers and who are scientists and who are just our brothers and and our sons and our fathers and it's it, it, you know even even to kill a thousand of those sadistic satanic monsters is for us as Israelis it's almost not worth losing one of those soldiers That's right uh, one of those uh, those those souls. Um, but the other problem is that Hamas, you know, they'll all always tell you one of the one of the main mantras that uh, is that we will never you, you you Israelis will never use Zionists will never defeat Hamas because 
because Hamas is juz'un la yatajaz'a min al-nasij al-mujtama al-Falastini. It is a, a, an integral part of, Palestine, of the fabric of Palestinian society. Hmm. And, and, and this is a very interesting point here, because if it's true uh, that Hamas and the Palestinians at large are one and the same, um, then, frankly, they deserve everything they get. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. if it's not true, if Hamas is not Palestinians and Palestinians are Hamas, that, that in fact, Hamas, it, Palestinians can't be held accountable for the uh, uh, atrocities committed by Hamas because this organization has Palestinian society in a stranglehold and they're dictatorial and therefore, you know, the, the civil society at large is, is not responsible. If that's the case, then those same Western progressives should be cheering for the defeat of Hamas because Hamas is holding down and, you know, uh, 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 subjecting Mm -hmm. Palestinian society. So which one is it? Um, If if the Palestinians and Hamas are the same thing, then the Palestinians deserve every single bit of suffering that has been inflicted and will be inflicted upon them as a result of this horrific atrocity. Uh, if they aren't, then, then you know, uh, everybody should be helping us out to free Palestinian society from Hamas. Yeah, I would say that hypocrisy is, is one of the main things that we're seeing right now. Like when the so-called, because I, King of Jordan, right, they get all upset, even though he probably, or at least his family or his country, are personally responsible for a lot of the mess that's happening right now. And nobody is willing to take them in. I mean, I was thinking, you know, if Israel is so bad, and that's one of the things that we heard, yes, these things happened because Israel was so terrible. Do you see how terrible Israel is? That it put them in such a situation that they had no recourse other than to behead babies and burn everybody down. That just shows you how horrible Israel is. So then to take that another step, then wouldn't you want to remove these people from anywhere near Israel if we're so terrible? And shouldn't countries just be throwing throwing open their doors and saying, come on in, get away from those horrible Jews? But none of us see that happening. Yeah, that's for sure true. I mean, uh, again, I, I think... I. I you know, there, there's no question that lip service needs to be paid by uh, certain Arab and Muslim leaders, uh, you know, in favor of uh, justice for the Palestinians, etc. Whereas deep down, not only they, but much of their populations do not feel that way. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I really think it depends on uh, the extent to which we achieve our military goals here and what we do afterwards. Uh, And if we are tough enough, I think that most of the Middle East, and in fact, most of the world, uh, will end up uh, accepting whatever happens and uh, grudgingly, or even not grudgingly, respecting Israel for uh, doing what any, you know, decent human being would do. If you if you have a neighbor who, um, you know, you have some kind of uh, dispute over a land dispute between you and and your neighbor, and your neighbor happens to be, I don't know, a mob boss, 
And uh, because of this dispute, he comes over every couple of weeks um, with a shotgun and and kills one of your kids. How long is it going to take until you decide that you will do anything necessary to eliminate this threat, including firebombing his house on top of all of his family? I think, you know, anybody in their right mind or anybody who loves or anybody who cares um, would immediately say, uh, I, I wouldn't tolerate this even once. The, min- the minute I, I thought that he was a threat to my children, I would destroy him even if doing so required that I destroy everybody around him. Well, there's a different set of rules for Israel. I think Pakistan is in the process of throwing 2 million Afghanis out of the country. People who've lived in Pakistan for decades who were born there um, just because nobody's saying a word uh, and many other egregious things that are happening all around the world. But here we have a nonstop parade of European leaders who are coming to share their thoughts and an American administration who is sharing their thoughts and the head of the UN who himself, I think, should probably be tried for crimes against humanity just every time he opens his mouth. Um, the things that, that he is nasty. saying, he yeah. is, oh, my God, he is just awful. So um, one of, you know, you walk around and I think that sentence, it doesn't make sense. That sentence itself doesn't make sense anymore. Like in the discussion about where this is going, I have a son who's stationed up north. And it looks like Hezbollah is going to start up there. And then we have rockets coming in from Yemen. Okay, like, what's that all about, right? And so everyone's saying, well, this isn't going to happen because it doesn't make sense. And then I go back to the morning of October 7th, and none, nothing has made sense since then in a big way. So maybe that's just a sentence that we can't use anymore because the way that we see things, and as you said at the very beginning of the show, you know, we all somehow think everything is going to just stay the same, even though we know that it's not. And we also, even those of us, like yourself, who are so incredibly bright, somehow think that every normal human being thinks like us, even though we know that that's not true either. I mean, like, why I think would it's you important for, for Western society, European and American society, who are probably even more kind of content and um, uh, apathetic in that sense than, than we could ever be here in Israel. It's important for them to perk up and realize that many, many things uh, can and will change, probably for the worse, unless they start acting in order to uh, make sure that this worldwide movement for a kind of less humane and less uh, developed, less sensitive, less caring uh, uh, society uh, is, is not nipped in the bud because uh, it's it's starting to eat up Europe. Um, and uh, it's, it's amazing to see cooperation between fundamentalist and radical Muslims with modern Western progressives. It really uh, is. And 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 I mean, if there's any, if there's ever, ever been someone who's shot themselves in the foot, um, you know, what 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 the Muslims, uh, what 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 the Islamists will do to the progressives once they 
attain any influence uh, is something you don't even want to think about. Yeah, I mean, well, one of the tragic uh, sides of this whole tragedy is that many of the people who were taken hostage or killed were themselves what was considered peace activists, that yeah. they that they would take Arabs to the hospitals here in Israel, that they had all kinds of, and it turns out these people were spying on them. They let them into their homes and then their homes were mapped out. And some of the people with whom they were friends led the Hamas barbarians to the homes. They knew exactly who and, slept where. And Yassin War, the head of uh, Hamas himself, uh, was cured of a brain tumor uh, by an Israeli uh, team of doctors in an Israeli hospital. Yeah. Um, and uh, was sent back. And because, you know, I mean, we, we I, unfortunately, if you, if I think the rabbis said in the Talmud that if you are kind to the cruel, then yes. you'll end up being cruel, cruel to, to the, the kind. kind. And um, I hope. I hope that we are developing thick enough skin to be cruel uh, when to the when cruel. Uh, yes, to the cruel. You know, I, I keep going back to the Tanakh. The wisdom of that book just astonishes me every single time um, about getting rid of Amalek. I mean, you, you have to take evil out when you come into the land and there are people here who want to destroy you. You need to take them out. And all this chatter about, well, Joshua was such a, it was such a genocidal book. And did we really do that? And how could it have been? But I believe that this was the norm in the world when the Torah was given and that any kind of morality or any kind of decency that exists today that have even some of us just abhorring what's happened is a direct result of that book and of us doing what we can as well as others to disseminate it around the world and change the way people behave with each other. But clearly the job has yet to be finished. It's interesting that you say that because you know, my entire life, I've had um, qualms about the book of Joshua, the book of Numbers, the book yeah. of Judges, the book of Kings. And uh, my book, you know, Bible is my favorite book in the world, but there are elements of it that, that are tough reads. Is, yeah, very, <laughs> yeah. very tough reads. And, uh, uh, and it, it really took un, uh, until maybe two or three years ago. After I became a dad and, you know, have a family and and I just finally, for the first time in my life, I realized, wow, there is such a thing as as a group of people that are so dangerous uh, that are that are that are willing, you know, to 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 do such horrific things that they need to be kept far far away from us whatever is required in order to do that and you know one of the scariest aspects of uh all of all of what's been going on is that you know if, if we had to deal now with people who were sinister they woke up in the morning looked in the mirror and said hey, hey, hey how can i do more evil today well I and mean, that would be one thing we have, i think the threat here is even worse 99% of the people on the other side who are sending their sons and their brothers and their fathers to kill uh jews actually believe that they 
are doing something just and right. Um, that is the extent to which the propaganda narrative has been kind of indoctrinated and inculcated into generations of Palestinians and Arabs and Muslims uh, uh, and built on top of centuries of uh, Islamic anti-Semitism that goes all the way back to the Quran, which is a book filled to the brim with Jew hatred. Um, and, and, and you realize that you're dealing with people who are true believers and they are true believers in the fact that your, your family and your tribe and your nation need to be exterminated. Um, when you're up against something like that, I remember once one of my daughters said to me, well, daddy, if they really believe that they're doing something right then it's not their fault, is it? Which is an interesting philosophical question. Yes, and I said to her, I said, I said, good for you, young lady. That's a very interesting philosophical question. But you know what? As a philosophical question, we can entertain it. But it doesn't really matter in the end because if the Terminator robot, you remember that movie yes, back sure. then, Arnold Schwarzenegger, if, if he's programmed, Right. Somebody else programmed him to do anything necessary to eliminate whatever her name was, Sarah Connor. OK, I can't believe you remember what it takes. Even though they chopped half his body off and he's still trying to kill her. There's no response to that except making sure that you do anything necessary to keep such dangerous people away from your population, if necessary, by eliminating them. And this is, the, the, you know, it, it's, it's the, the, the propaganda is pounded into them like Bakanovskified babies. Remember in, what was it called? Uh, Brave New World. Uh, mm. um, uh, not Arthur C. Clarke, no. Can't remember. I just forgot the name of the author of Brave New World. I really feel dumb. But anyway, uh, the, 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 the from their infancy, this narrative, which makes us into human demons um, that are responsible for all the evil on the planet. If you read the Iranian newspapers, forget about Palestine. We're responsible for, we Jews and we Zionists are responsible for all the evil that has ever taken place, even before we existed, even back to the beginning of time. We become this ontological opponent of all that is good. Um, and, and, and when millions of people are raised on that and they surround you on all sides, you better do whatever is necessary. And, and, and because they truly, that's what I told my daughter in the end, because they truly believe it, they are so dangerous right. and they need to be kept at bay with you know via whatever methods are necessary right it's not philosophical it's existential at this point by the way it was aldous huxley if i'm not mistaken. Aldous huxley. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's okay it's late and we're tired and there's a lot going on it is late and uh so one more one more question it's kind sure, of an internal sure. question sure israel israeliness versus jewishness one of the things that we're seeing that's happening here in the last month or so is people who love israel tremendous zionists but they're 
they didn't really feel that they were here for the Jewish reason. It's great country, family, community, the vibe, the high tech. And it really is. It is all of those things and then some. And then we're seeing there's like there's been some kind of shift here, I, at least to some degree, obviously not completely. Of some people saying, well, you know, if we're hated so much, like what is this? I mean, we're hated because we're Jews. So what is this all about? Are, are you feeling that? Are you going through that yourself? Because, you know, I don't need I'm to go through it myself. I came to this country it. because it's the Jewish <laughs> exactly. state and because I'm a Jew and my Zionism and my Judaism are pretty darn fused. Yeah. Uh, but, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, I've given hundreds of lectures to, for instance, the intelligence core of the Israeli army, which is made up of some of the, you know, most uh, highfalutin, high class kind of uh, North uh, Tel Aviv you know, yeah. kids coming from from the best homes and 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 whatnot. Uh, and I would I, I would always maneuver in a statement near the end of the lecture, whatever the subject was. It was usually something about you know Arab politics or Islamic religion or whatever. Somehow I'd always manage to get around to making the point that. Guys, don't ever forget that the state of Israel exists for one reason and one reason only. It is the national state of the Jewish people. It's here for the sake of the survival and prosperity of the Jewish people. It doesn't mean we should, um, you know, discriminate against or or, or persecute uh, minorities in the country. Uh, on the contrary, but this is why we're here. This is why we're doing everything that we're doing. This is why you're out there possibly sacrificing your lives. You have to know why you're doing that. The responses that I would get from hundreds of soldiers for decades, okay, mm -hmm. were so were just shock, disbelief. I was called all kinds of names. It was, you know, I was there was always a threat that they would never invite me back. They always did. But every time I would end the speech with with, you know, a reminder of that basic historical ontological fact, the state of Israel is here for the sake of the survival and prosperity and future of the Jewish people. And every time I would encounter some of the fiercest resistance uh from from the uh sorry about that no problem from uh the uh from, from the, the people you were lecturing yeah yeah and and what's interesting is that i don't know how to turn this off is what's interesting, what's, okay. interesting <laughs> what's interesting is that is that that's something that's starting to change mm -hmm. um i would say primarily as a result I, I hope that it will be something that lasts. I hope the change lasts because if you don't know, you know, one of the reasons that we uh, sometimes feel like we're at a disadvantage is because our enemies have zero doubts about what they're about. They know why they're here. They know what their ideology is. They pretty much speak in one voice they're willing to do anything in order to bring their, you know, goals to fruition. Um, and, and, you know, you, you, you look at, you look at us and we're, we're divided and we're constantly arguing. <laughs> and for a long time, there were many of us 
who who had forgotten why we were here. So I, I suppose one could argue that now we've been reminded in the worst way. In the worst um, way, yeah. But look, the Holocaust reminded us, and even that didn't didn't manage to to hold on. It, it, it turns out that you need to have positive reasons and not just, you know, uh, Rabbi Cook spoke about two types of shofars, two types of horn blasts. There's the shofar, uh, he said, of geulah, of uh, redemption, redemption. Mm-hmm. and the shofar of pur'anut, of persecution. And he says that what God tries to get you all hyped up and enthusiastic about the about redemption something positive here you are coming back to your land and you're making the desert bloom and you're building an infrastructure and you can you know you can you can you're starting to speak a a language that was dead for two thousand years again all these great things that in and of itself should make you appreciate and remember what you're here for Uh, but he says if that doesn't work then we're gonna. Then God's gonna hit you with the the horn blast of persecution. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I subscribe to this particular uh, uh, analysis mm-hmm. of uh, Rabbi Cook, but it you know sometimes the horn blast of persecution is what uh, brings Jews back to where they should be. So people are coming to it from different directions because you have people from religious reasons or like, you know, for myself realizing I had to live here. There was no other place for me to be still today with everything's going on. I can't be anywhere else. I just can't. Um, And my children feel that, too, with all the danger that they are really in. They understand that to be play a part in destiny. It's not going to be easy. But then you have the Israelis who didn't maybe have the Jewish part, like some of the people that you talk to, but who had that excitement and that you know, the, the the positive aspects of the Judaism, and now they're connected they have together. That, Eve, they have the Jewish part, too. They yeah. just don't always know it or aren't always willing to admit right. it. Part exactly. of the excitement is connected to that. Pretty much all of the, you know, the atmosphere and everything that all the electricity in this country is connected to that. Uh, people don't always like to call it by name. But mm-hmm. when when Hamas is constantly calling us dirty Jews and dirty Jews, dirty Jews, eventually you kind of say, yeah, that's me. I'm a dirty Jew and I'm proud of it. <laughs> We're going to just roll in the mud forever and ever and roll ever. In the mud. Roll in the mud of, of the land of Israel. Gotcha. Absolutely. We're going to do that. But first, we've got some work to do. All right. Um, Professor Zev Magan, thank you so much for your insights. I highly recommend to my listeners to follow up with this man. He's written some very interesting books. We didn't even touch on John Lennon. That'll have to be left for a mother time, imagine a world where there's nothing to live or die for. Very different way of thinking. Um, but thank you so much for your time, for everything that you're doing. I know that you've, you're putting out some videos in different languages, trying to influence people. And, uh, and that is just so important to the social media and all those fake news and everything else that's out there that has to be countered. A lot that you're doing and I thank you for it. And for there's a lot that you're doing you that I don't know about. Thank you everything that you're doing. You know, let's 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 all work together to to get to a better place. Have no choice. We absolutely yep. have no choice. The alternative is not is not under review. Thanks to Tabitha and to Ben and to all of you for listening. Eve Harrow Rejuvenation. 
on the Land of Israel Network. Chodesh Tov, everybody. May it be a wonderful month for the Jewish people and as it happens for the world. Take care, everyone, and goodbye for now.